on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in the cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, does a no, headshot, case closed What is up guys, it's Andy Priscilla And this is the show for the realists Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusions of modern society And welcome to motherfucking reality guys Today we have Q and AF That's where uh, you bring the Q's and I bring the AF's you could submit your questions too. Guys, email those questions in to askandy at andyforsella.com. Or you can now, now that we're on YouTube, full-length episodes. Uh, I know most of you guys listen on audio, but we are on YouTube if you prefer to watch. If you want to drop your question in the comment box on the Q&AF episodes on YouTube, we'll pick some out of there as well. Uh, this is your first time watching, listening. Uh, we have multiple formats of the show within the show. Today, you're going to get a Q&A show based off my uh, 24 years of fairly successful business experience, okay? Um, other times you tune in, we're going to have CTI. Now, I know we haven't hit CTI this week, but to be completely honest, man, I haven't had it in me this week. Uh, sometimes it gets a little too heavy for me. Sometimes it wears me out emotionally. Sometimes I just get fucking tired of it. So we haven't done a CTI in a minute, but we're going to get back to it. But CTI is cruise the internet. That's where we put up headlines on the screen. We talk about what's going on. We talk about what might be true, what might not be true. We speculate on what may happen or what may not happen. And uh, we make fun of all these idiots. Uh, that's CTI. Then we have real talk. Real talk is five to 20 minutes of me just giving you some real talk, which is what I think needs to be said and what I think needs to be heard. And then we have full length. Full length is typical interview conversation style format that you're used to seeing across spectrum of all podcasting. We do have a fee for the show. When we say pay the fee, we're not asking for your money. We're asking for your recommendation only if we do a good job. If we don't do a good job and we're shitty, I don't want you to tell anybody, okay? You're not, I'm not asking you to share the show if you don't enjoy the show. But if you enjoy the show and if it makes you laugh and if it teaches you some good shit and if it gives you uh, some perspective changing information, if you find value in it, all we ask is that you share the show. We only grow the show if you share the show. I don't run ads for the show. I don't run ads on the show, okay? So I don't allow my opinions or beliefs to be compromised by money, which is uh, not what everybody does. But I do that because the show's called Real as Fuck, not uh, Get Paid as Fuck. And the way I get paid is by helping you guys and by you guys sharing the show. So when I say pay the fee, just asking you to share the show. That being said... Q&AF. Yes, sir. What's going on, What's man? What's going on, Andy? How are you? Good. Yeah. Good. Working on anything any, Anything lately? What you got? Anything? I'm trying to survive. Yeah. Yeah. I've been <laughs> sick as fuck the last two days. Yeah. Um, I got some sort of infection, like a blood infection or something, uh, mm -hmm. where I had to go get IV antibiotics and a bunch of fluid. And, uh, it's been hard. Uh, the last two days of 75 hard have been probably the hardest two days I've had over the last four years in terms of getting all my shit done. Um, and this is not telling you that if you're sick to get your shit done, I just choose to get my shit done. So no, I'm not promoting unhealthy shit. I'm promoting not being a fucking pussy. And I'm not. If the shoe fits, you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so I've been sick. I've been getting IV antibiotics. Uh, maybe like the haters will say, I'll probably run myself in fucking croak over dead. And if that happens, uh, you got a bunch of episodes to listen to. I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> All right. Uh, but it's been hard, man. I mean, you saw it today was yeah. really fucking hard for me mm -hmm. like that. 
that outdoor cardio this morning was uh it was literally step by step. Yeah. I think I said fuck probably four yeah, times. Time, I'm like, yeah, all right, was great. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was slow, it wasn't pretty, but it got done, man. And so I'm proud of that. I already feel good about that. Isn't that the, the best thing about it though? Like no matter how shitty of a day, you know that if you got your shit done, that's still a win. Bro, you know what I was thinking about the whole time? Real talk. I was like, any single other motherfucker I know, without with the exception of maybe Goggins or yeah. Cam Haynes, would fucking quit right now. Yep. Real talk. Yeah. They would fucking quit. They'd say, fuck it. I need, I need, I need to rest. I need to this. I need to that. And you know what? That's why they're them and that's why I'm me. Mm. And if people don't like that, then it is what the fuck it is. Yeah. But um, I take a lot of pride in having my mental axe as sharp as possible. Um, and I felt good about getting that done, even though I felt like fucking death doing it. Do you, do you think the, the, I mean, where was, like, what's the, is the fear of like fucking up and coming off a program? Because you have a, a shit ton of momentum going right now, right? Like what, what was like, did you have any other thoughts like this? Like, fuck, I, I got to keep going. There's no choice. No, nah, man. Really what I think is, well, are you really who you claim to be or are you not who you claim to be? Mm. That's what I think about. Yeah. You know, am I really who I say I am or am I a fucking fraud? Mm. That's how I fucking think about it. You know, and I like, find out right now. Yeah. No, we're, we're, we're going to find out that I am who the fuck I say I am. Mm. And I don't look at it as failure in front of people, bro. I'm not scared to fail in front of people. Mm. I'd be like saying I'm afraid to fucking get laughed at by a mother bunch of motherfuckers that don't know what a good joke is. Mm, right you, you get what i'm saying right. i don't give a fuck i know exactly how that feels <laughs> yeah i know you do <laughs> yeah but my point is is like i don't it's not it's nothing external like you're gonna anytime you attempt to be great you're going to fail anytime you attempt to do something uh hard you're going to fall on your face sometimes and mm. so like it's not it has nothing to do with what other people will see i would have no problem going on my instagram saying hey i fucking failed 75 hard last year i failed three fucking times mm -hmm. um but I'm not failing, bro. Yeah. That's it. And uh, when I started this, I was at a point where I was at a mental low because of what had gone on the previous year with my shoulder and all these things and not being able to train and the depression issue and all these fucking things. And I mean, I, dude, I made a decision. I'm fucking finishing it and that's fucking it. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't give a fuck if I got to crawl the whole fucking way. Yeah. So that, that, dude, that's, but it has nothing to do with proving it to other people, bro. Right. Like, I don't really, like, I don't, like, I'm not somebody who cares. Like, I don't value my own value based on what other people think of me. Like, the people who judge me in re real life, um, they don't have the right to judge me. Like, mm. these people that talk shit sometimes and say this shit, like, I just look at their lives. And I'm like, what gives you mm -hmm. the fucking platform to think that you can judge me? Like, you're you and I'm me. And I know that sounds arrogant as fuck, but it's not. It's matter of fact. I've built this. I've done this. I do this. You don't do shit. You sit in your basement and eat fucking Hot Pockets and talk shit on people. Like, I give a single fuck what you fucking think. And it's, to me, the absurdity in society really has a lot to do with how people believe that they're going to laugh at you like you're in high school and like you're going to give a fuck. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro. Who the fuck are you? Like, have you looked at yourself? Because what you must think that your life is looks a whole lot different from me looking over there. Right. right you know what I mean? Right. So like, I, you know, you well, don't ever see, you don't ever see a fucking winner hating on another winner. It don't happen. It don't happen. You never see winners hating on losers. You only see losers hating on winners. That's it.
And so I don't worry about what other people think. So like when I say, am I really who I say I am? That's not, that's not, uh, that's not something that I worry about. That's not an a-, a question for someone else to answer. It's for me to answer, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, that's real shit, man. Yeah. That's real shit. Well, I mean, this actually kind of, I mean, it kind of goes right into our, our first question, man. We can get these knocked out. Uh, any qu- question number one? Um, I'm planning on starting a moving company next year when I graduate from college. I'm really nervous uh, because I keep hearing stats about the number of businesses that fail. Um, and I hear from entrepreneurs that they wouldn't wish this path on most people. Uh, they talk about how businesses they created that failed before one finally gained traction. I believe in my abilities, but I've never done anything like this before. And I was just curious what you would have told yourself at my age, knowing what you know now. I would have told myself that those people don't know what the fuck they're talking about because they don't know me. They don't know what I'm willing to do. They don't know the shit I'm willing to eat to win. They have no fucking idea what I'm willing to do to win. And they don't. Now, whether or not you actually have that or not, that's up to you. Yeah. But what do I tell myself when I was 19 years old and everybody made fun of me? I told myself, one day, motherfucker, you're going to fucking see. And guess what happened? They saw. Okay? So... I think it's important for you to ignore what other people who weren't able to do the things that they set out to do have to say about what it is that you're trying to do. Now, there are statistical facts. There are data. There are all these things. And we can point to all those things. But at the same time, there are always anomalies. And whether or not you become a statistical fact, data point that someone says nine out of 10 businesses fail or whether or not you're in the fucking one that makes it, and then you're in the one out of those, you know, the 10% of those that actually makes money, that all has to do with the actions that you take and the consistency which you perform the proper actions to move you along. See, once people understand that there is no magic to this and that everything in your life is is a reaction to an action, it's math. It's one plus one equals two. There is no magic to it. So if you put in the inputs, the outputs will be there, and that's all you have to understand. That's the reality. If you learn how to make a great moving business and you execute on that plan, you will have a great moving business. Mm -hmm. If you understand how to adapt when you make mistakes, you will learn new skills. When you understand that you can never fucking quit, no matter how many losers tell you, you should get a real job or you should grow up or you should take shit more seriously or you know, do you still have that little vitamin shop? Like they used to say to me, mm-hmm. uh, you have to have the mental fortitude to push through and be like, bitch, you don't have any idea what the fuck I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's the attitude I always had. And I, by the way, I still have it. Right. So um, you have to have that. And this idea of the touchy feely, really nice guy, entrepreneur, bro, it's not reality because the amount of resistance that you fucking face, you have to have a chip on your shoulder. You have to have a whole bunch of fuck you inside of you because people will have no problem demoralizing you, hurting you, causing you doubt. They have no problem with that. And really what they're doing is they're unloading their own doubt about their own beliefs onto you, hoping that you won't go out and succeed so they don't have to watch another person that they know firsthand go out and do shit that they were never able to do. That's what we're dealing with. So get a big old heaping dose of fuck you Put it up here on your shoulder and don't listen to any of those motherfuckers say and go out and learn the tactics, learn from your mistakes, never quit, 
Don't make the same mistakes twice. And bro, you could become the best moving company that ever exists in the face of the fucking earth. That's what I would recommend to do. Damn, fuck. It's, just, it's almost like just being able to fucking give them back that fuck you sandwich is worth it on its own. Well, it ain't bad. <laughs> yeah, it ain't bad. Like, it ain't bad. Yeah. You know? And, and the thing is, it never stops. Mm. You know? Because as you grow that moving company, like I grew my little vitamin shop yeah. uh, into a bigger operation and into a bigger operation, eventually you're going to be like, well, you know, I'm going to be the biggest fucking moving company on the face of the earth, bro. I'm bigger Mayflower, right? And fucking people are going to laugh at you. And this yeah. could be when you're at a $100 million business. They're going to laugh level. at you, bro. And you're going to be like, yeah, you fucking see. See, like when I tell people I'm building the next fucking Nike, Red Bull, and Gatorade all combined into one, they laugh. They think I'm full of shit. They think, oh, yeah, Andy's just like, you know. But that's what they said 10 years ago. Exactly. Yeah, well, you see, uh, you, yeah, uh, yeah, you did that. That's what that. they that's said cool. 10 years ago. Right. When I told them we were going to do what we're doing now. Right. They never become believers, bro. There's a lag time. They don't believe until you've already created it. And then when you created it, you get to remember how they didn't believe. And then they lie to your face and tell you how they believed in you. I was with you the whole time, yes. bro. <laughs> yes. So it's just like, it's, right. people are fucking clowns, bro. And they yeah. clown themselves. So you, you don't fucking listen to those people. I don't give a fuck what the data says. I don't care what the statistics are. If you have it in your heart to not be fucking denied, there will be no denying of your success. Period. Fucking man. Jeez. Uh, Andy, question number two. Um, I, let's build on that, right? Like, you know, you, you talk about this tool belt, right? Like mm -hmm. having these skills in your tool belt. Um, in the personal life, personal you know, development, success, tool belt, right? What skill would you say or you believe has the biggest uh, return on investment? Like if you had to rate like, you know, the most important skill for somebody to develop that's going to give you the biggest rate of return um, or return on your investment, what, what, what skill would that be? Well, there's a few. Okay, and I think they're all necessary. I don't think there's one that supersedes the other because they're synergistic in nature. But I think discipline is the number one, okay? Because with discipline, uh, you can execute against things that need to get done regardless of how you feel, which puts you in the 0.0001% of operators. Most people are highly emotional. Most people are easily swayed. Most people behave based on how they feel at the time. And if you could create yourself into someone who operates on the path of the shit that needs to be done to get where you're trying to go, and it's not affected by your emotions or your circumstances or the weather or any of this other shit, you're automatically at a massive advantage. And I think the other thing that is equally as important is awareness, okay? And I think we talked about this yesterday on the show a little bit. But being able to be self-aware to understand the nature of you, to understand the nature of your internal dialogue is extremely important. You know, when I talk about the bitch voice and the boss voice, some people don't have that. Some people don't have these two voices in their head. They have to like, they don't, they like look at me funny and they're like, what do you mean? You're, they're not aware of that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not okay. aware of the conversation that happens. So like, so like when they are trying to lose weight, for example, and they sit down at the end of the day and they get home. And where for me, I would hear this justification come in my brain, right? Where my bitch voice would say, Andy, dude, you worked really hard today, bro. Uh, you know, you deserve to chill a little bit. You know, let's just order pizza. We'll fucking get back on it tomorrow. We'll, and we will, okay? But tonight we're going to eat that pizza. 
they're not aware of that conversation. And so what happens to them is they just start thinking about pizza and they fucking order it. There's no even justification. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so because they're not aware of it, they can't stop and pivot the conversation, all right? So, and this goes on to other and, and bigger, wider perspective concepts too. For example, like you have to become self-aware enough to where you understand how you are actually perceived, not how you believe that you are perceived. Because how most people believe they are perceived is actually quite different than how they're actually perceived. And so just things like that give you a tremendous advantage because most people don't have it. All right. So those are the two skills I think that will, I would say in your tool belt are the most important. Now there's a million other ones that are important. And the way that you get most of these skills is very simple. You just go, just go and make mistakes. And when you make mistakes, Fucking learn the lesson and don't make the mistake twice. And that automatically puts a new skill in your belt because that same situation will have, uh, will come around again and it will arise again and you will, you will recognize it, which goes to awareness, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm recognize, oh, this is that same thing that happened two years ago. Right. What did I do here? Oh, I did this. That was wrong. I should have done this. And now this time you do that and now you're moving in the right direction. Mm-hmm. So Discipline, uh, the ability to make the proper choice regardless of how you're feeling. I think that's like, that's, I think you can, if you can figure that the fuck out, there's really nothing you can't do. Uh, but if you have awareness with it, you're fucking, you're a fucking monster. Let me ask you this to follow up on that. Would you, would you say then that the skill of discipline and the skill of awareness would also be the most underrated skill by society? Well, I don't know. What's the skills do you think society? values Hmm. you know i don't i don't know that most of society is even valued upon skills i think people concentrate so much on their emotions that they don't even think about the skill sets Hmm. i mean like look at what people type on twitter and look at what they talk about like look at the shit most people care about like they care about fucking kim kardashian's fucking ass right like who gives a fuck you know what i'm saying like the, the level of shit that the average person thinks about like you guys that listen to this show, just by the nature of you listening to this show, you have to understand that you are not, you are already on the outskirts by even listening to the show. Those people would never listen to this show. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think it, I, I don't know what society values because I'm, I'm not a part of society in that way. Like I don't, I don't relate to those people. I don't, I don't have anything in common with those people. And to be quite honest, I don't want to have anything in common with those people. So, uh, I'm not sure. I mean, yeah. you know, I think, I think society values uh, distraction way more than they value skill. I think only high achiever winner types value, value skill. And, you know, that's what I am and that's what you guys are. And I think the biggest skills that we can work to develop are discipline and awareness. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> and, and I think another skill, too, is the elimination of distraction. Yeah, the elimination of distraction. Yeah, yeah. You know, because a lot of what we deal with in life is intentional distraction. So much noise. Yeah, bro. And like people think I'm getting in conspiracy shit, but I'm not. Like when you look at like how alcohol is ingrained into our culture where it's like Thursday night happy hour, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday NFL, that is designed to keep you guys fucking weak. That's designed to keep us broke. That's designed to keep us depressed. Alcohol is a depressant. Everybody fucking knows that. And it's woven into our culture as it's a socially acceptable, normal thing. So much so that if you don't live that life, there's something fucking wrong with you. Mm-hmm. 
Bro, it's happy hour. I, dude, I know. <laughs> I used to live that way, man. Yeah. The reason I recognize is because I used to live in it and I couldn't escape it. It's not until you escape it that you actually recognize what the fuck is actually going on. And that's just one of many examples. So I think, you know, a great skill to have in addition to those other two is to uh, have the skill of being able to recognize what distractions there are, uh, what things are bad for you, and, and being able to use the discipline, right? See how I said mm -hmm. synergistic? Yeah. To fucking push them out of the, out of the spectrum for you. With the awareness, no one is a distraction. Yeah, yeah, it's all, it all fucking goes together. Yeah, that's, yeah. Love it. Guys, our third and final question, question number three, Andy. Uh, Andy, I see a lot of people on social media that as soon as they complete their uh, complete 75 hard, they have a day of indulgence. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's often overindulgent. Mm -hmm. um, some seem to get back on track within a day or two, but some don't. What does your day 76 look like? And what do you recommend to the people uh, that they do after they complete 75 hard? Well, I think what you choose to do on day 76 is sort of reflective of how serious you took the program in the first place. Because I can tell you for me, when I do the program, I do not fucking compromise, meaning I do not eat a motherfucking morsel of food that is not on my program. I do not miss an ounce of water. I do not miss a minute of workout. I do not miss a page of reading. I do not miss a picture. I do not miss shit. I don't pretend. And to be honest, uh, from my experience that with myself and other people who I think who have done it properly, uh, you're afraid to go back to that other life on day 76. So usually when I see people do these things where they get like a 75 hard cake and all this bullshit, I know they compromise their shit all the way through the fucking program, bro. They half-assed it. They didn't do it with the proper intent. They did half-assed workouts. They fucking probably, you know, put zero fucking intensity into any of their training and they missed the point of the entire program. That's my opinion. Now, are there people that probably go celebrate and still did the program right? I'm sure there are. But be as someone who's done the program for four years, um, I don't know how many times I've successfully completed it now. It's like eight or nine. All right. Uh, the thing is, is that every single time it's the same feeling. I've got so much good momentum that I actually usually roll right into phase one on day 76 because I don't want to fuck up my momentum. I mean, if you're truly winning and you truly made the change and you truly understand how much life, uh, your life is better than it was 75 days ago, why the fuck would you go back to that? Right. That's the point, you know? And that's the thing, like people say, oh, well, it's not sustainable. Well, it actually does. It changes your fucking whole entire habits if you do it right. It's only not sustainable for lazy pussies that want to go back being a fat fuck, okay? Our baseline of what we think is normal is not normal nor healthy. Going out to fucking McDonald's and Taco Bell and eating bullshit that everybody else eats, that's not normal functioning human behavior. Normal functioning human behavior is having the discipline to do the right things for ourselves. Self-love is not a chocolate cake with a 75 hard on that fucking outside of it for your 76th day. Self-love is saying, fuck, Bro, I changed my whole life, dude. I'm never going back and continuing to move down the process. And that's usually, there's, there's, it's two kinds of people, right? Um, but I can tell you this, the, the Live Hard program, the way it's set up where you have 75 days, then three 30-day fucking cycles throughout the year will absolutely 100% change your life forever. It will change your habits forever if you do it right. 
And it is sustainable because what happens when you come off of it is you actually end up living most of the program all the time. Okay. So even when I'm not on 75 hard, I'm not on an official run of 75 hard. You, what do I do? We're, we're still working. What do I do? <laughs> do, 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 you see, do you see me miss anything? Hey, yeah, you don't, you I, don't. Might, I might one time, maybe once, uh, maybe occasionally I'll have a fucking burger or something mm -hmm. when I go out to eat, right? Yeah. Like, but the, the fundamental baseline of it never changes. I'm still working out twice. One of them is outdoors. I'm still drinking a gallon of water no matter what. I'm still reading my 10 pages because I want to fucking get better. These things stick with me. Mm -hmm. And people who say, oh, well, it's not sustainable, that's because you ain't fucking done it, dude. Yeah. And not only have you not done it, you haven't done it right. Well, it's almost like asking like fucking Tom, like you asking Tom Brady what he does after he wins the fucking Super Bowl. Uh, they go back to work. <laughs> <laughs> and dude, it's, look, bro, there's winners and there's fucking losers. That's it. Okay, I'm a winner. I think people, I think that when people take 75 fucking days and they recognize how much progress they made and because here's the thing, if you do the program properly, you're going to look back and you're going to say, holy shit, dude, I changed my whole life in 75 fucking days. Not only have I lost X amount of pounds or fucking gained X amount, depending on what your goal is, mm -hmm. I've read this many books. I haven't read a book since high school. You know, 90 something percent of people never read a single book past high school. Okay. They talk about how their relationships improved how their fucking self-esteem is improved, how their confidence improved, how they don't feel depressed anymore, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. If you really feel those things, why the fuck would you want to go back to it? Right. So, and people think they're fooling you. They think they're fooling you, right? Like, oh, I got this big 75 hard celebration. Bro, if you did the program right, and anybody who's done the program right, completely 100% can understand that you did not by the way you reacted on the day after the program. That's why I don't fucking get into arguments about it. This mm -hmm. is why, you know, when people talk shit or say whatever they want, like I saw this one chick one time who was supposedly a fucking trainer talking about, you know, how 75 hard was something like fucked up for people while she's eating, literally eating a fucking chip and she thinks she's being cute. But the funny thing is, is that to anybody who's ever done the program, they look at that woman and they say, God, you're a fucking loser. Mm -hmm. Like you're a fucking loser and you're a fucking trainer. You know, yeah. we've gotten soft, dude. We've gotten soft. We've gotten, we've gotten to the point where people have to substitute. And here's the other thing. These motherfuckers that change the program to suit their needs. How you're a special kind of fucking stupid. Okay. Let me explain this to you. The whole reason that your life looks the way it does is because every fucking thing that comes your way, you try to twist and turn and accommodate yourself to make it okay and less painful for you. And then you take the mental toughness program that has changed more lives than any fucking program in the history of the fucking world, all right? And you think that you're going to change it and it's still going to give you the same benefits that you were going to get out of it. You are a special kind of human. You should wear a fucking helmet in public all fucking day long, okay? Please do not do this program. Do not even talk about the program. Do not listen to the program. Don't follow my shit. Don't listen to my shit. Fuck Andy Frisella all day long. That's what I want from you because that's what I expect from you. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, bro, there's people that are with it and there's people that aren't. There's people, because it's become so popular, there's a lot of people that want to go through the program just to clap and say, I did, the, I did 75 hard. But here's the thing. Motherfuckers who really did it, no.
They know. And that's why you don't get the respect from those people. Like these people want to get in the club, even though they've done 75 hard, but they, they, there's no difference in their physique. There's no difference in their mindset. They go right back to eating shit on day 76. Mm-hmm. Bro, this ain't fucking like some sort of diet program. This is not a fucking challenge. This is a fucking life-changing mental toughness program. It's not a challenge. Dude, look, I don't talk about it that much because like I, it irritates me so bad. And this is also why I don't get into it with people on the fucking internet about it because, dude, these motherfuckers ain't never going to get it. They're going to continue to be mediocre. They're going to continue to to take and twist and and you know mold everything to fit their circumstances so it's painless and easy and convenient and fucking no effort required. And then they're going to look around and they're going to say, "Well, I don't know why I don't feel any better. Mm-hmm. I don't know why this did, this did, did all these other people are saying this. Like I don't know why." Well, the reason why is because you didn't fucking do it. Right. You fucking pretended to do it. And there was a huge difference between doing it and pretending to do it. And everybody who's actually done it, they are literally afraid to go back to their old selves. Like, bro, think about, think about this, like fundamentally. You started this program to change. You started this program to not be the person that you have been in the past. So now you put all this work in for 75 days. And then your first reaction after apparently doing it perfectly is to go right back to the person that you were on day fucking zero. That's not reality. It doesn't happen if someone does it right. So just so you know, you motherfuckers ain't fooling nobody, especially not me. And I don't give a fuck what you think of it. Most people that do it right. What did you tell me on day 75? I was terrified. What'd you tell me? We were doing I, cardio. I, well, you said tomorrow's day 76, bro. I don't really know what to do. I, I said, bro, I'm, I'm terrified of fucking like stopping. I'm, like I was literally almost in tears. Like every time I think about it, it like it gets me because like, bro, I was fucking terrified. And, and so I didn't. You weren't terrified fine. of stopping. You were terrified of, of going, going back, back to yeah. who you were on day zero. Now, if you hadn't done the program properly, you wouldn't have gave a fuck. Yeah. So do you understand what I'm talking no, about? I, here? I get it. I absolutely get it, bro. Well, that's why. I unfortunately, the now. program's <laughs> gotten so popular. Well, fortunately and unfortunately, the program's gotten so popular that people want to want to complete it to brag to their friends. So, but like, bro, you don't get to throw an Iron Man sticker on your fucking car without running a real fucking Iron Man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, like saying your special forces. Yeah, you're not. insulting yeah. everybody, dude. Yeah. And if you're one of those people who's done this and you're already you're hearing this and you're like, fuck. That was me. That's me, yeah. Then do it over and do it right. Oh. Fucking call yourself out. Say, hey, I didn't fucking do it right. Mm-hmm. You know what? I didn't give the proper intensity. Here's the other thing. This is the other thing about 75 hard. If you've done it right, you will always feel like you could have done more. Yeah. Will, there, there, yeah. Yep. You will always feel like you could have done more because you understand that your potential and your effort before the program was so underutilized that you start to question your effort and your your progression through the program. So you, you, there's you, a whole new baseline. Now. Yes. Yeah. It sets an entire new baseline. So it's very easy for people who have done the program properly to be able to see who hasn't mm-hmm. by the way that they react when the program's over. Yeah, absolutely, man. I want to add one quick little thing that I just thought of. If somebody listening is 30 years old right now, the average life expectancy in America is 75. So you have like 45 years of your life remaining. 
if you take 75 days over the remaining 45 years of your life, do you know how much percent is that? It's 0.45% of your remaining life. See, if somebody really wants to change and improve and they cannot put 1% of their remaining life into that, I don't know what they have to do. Bro, they don't think of it like that. See, you're a smart motherfucker. Most people aren't. I don't, hey, even, I don't even see a calculator. Remember how I, I said remember how I said a minute ago, most people are, are distraction, distraction people. Mm -hmm. You're an achiever person. You're somebody who wants more. You're someone who wants to extract all the juice out of the squeeze. Most people don't even think about it. It's not that they're lazy. It's that they fucking don't even think about it. Okay? So when you break it down like that because you're a smart dude and you say, fuck, one less than less one than one percent less, less than, than less percent. than one half of one percent i'm going to put in for the entire rest of my life like that's a no-brainer for anybody who thinks like that but like dude most people can't think of it because what they're thinking about is the thursday night happy hour or the fucking sunday football with their buddies getting wasted all day they're thinking about this coming weekend they're not thinking about that and dude, what's crazy is, is that if you really go all in and you look at like how you can live at an extremely high, because that's what Live Hard's about, bro. Live Hard's about living at an extremely high level. It's not about living at a average level at all. So you're dedicating 75 days plus another 90 days throughout the year, which is still less than half of the year. So you're giving half of the year to live all of the year at a fucking peak state level and if you do you're 30 years old right now and you do that for even the next 10 years do you know where the fuck you're going to be at 40 incomprehensible bro that's what i'm saying it's an like you guys said and everybody in this room has done 75 hearts so we can attest to it if you do it properly like you said it's an absolute line in the stone irreversible change if you do it properly with good intent bro if you do it properly with good intent like it's almost like you're fucking crying when you're done. Like real talk. Like it's a huge fucking accomplishment. It's whatever, dude. But like, that's why I can't listen. Anything that set like, bro, there's famous people in the history. Like there's this one situation in the Boston Marathon where somebody hopped in three quarters of the way through and ended up like, you know, finishing at the top of the box. Like, bro, fuck those people. And like, I'm not arguing with people about it. Like, I don't fucking give a shit, bro. Your life tells the story. What you go on to do and how you go on to live tells the story. That's it. So, like, the argument and the fucking, it's, it's pointless shit. That's why I don't engage with it. True. But if you do it right, the point is, you should be terrified of losing the momentum. And, and, and honestly, like, when I, you know, anytime I've ever finished it, I think almost every single time I've rolled into an extra 30 days just to finish it out mm -hmm. and do a phase yep. one. So anyway. True, man. Well, guys, Andy, that was three. Yeah. Perfect. Don't be a hoe. Share the show. Yeah. Went from sleeping on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl. Fuck a stove. Counted millions in the cold. Bad bitch. Booted swole. Got her 